Hello. I am producing pressure waves into a microphone because stuff has happened. So what's up? Someone stole a lot of wine, like 600 bottles totaling over $600,000. I wouldn't mind a bottle. A California wine store owner posted videos of a dude doing a heist at him. Apparently the burglar like cut a hole in the roof and like threw a rope down and descended down into the wine cellar where he then burgled for four hours. He was burgling over here, he was burgling over there, and he stole 600 bottles. The store owner themselves said it was like something out of Ocean's Eleven. And I, I, it's pretty wild to think about that. And while it's wild to think about, I mean, it, it does it does suck for the store owner, but also, that's cool. The logistics of it, not the, not the ruining someone's career. All right, let's talk about riots in France. Which riots in France, you ask? Haha, <laughs> very good jokes. But regardless, there are riots going on in France right now that the French government doesn't really want people talking about. And they certainly don't want them talking about it in the sense that these riots are justified. The common discussion point here is that people are rioting in response to the French police recently killing a 17-year-old kid of Algerian descent. And so the super easy to digest version of it is people are mad about that, and so they're rioting. But in reality, it is a much more broad underscoring of long history of racism or indifference to race from France. While yes, some of the rioting and looting is just opportunists, most of it is an organized pushback against a government that has overlooked a large group of people in the country for its entire existence. Most of the big stuff that has happened has been targeted at public buildings, a mayor's residence, like stuff like that. These groups are working together and they're not signaling what they're doing. They're, they're being cautious. The state has said, oh, it's really regrettable that this 17 year old was killed. How tragic. In reality, the state murdered them. It was not a tragedy, oh woe is us, it was the result of your existing system. But yet, of course, a lot of pundits are going to point to the fact that many of the people who are among the protesters are not white, and they're gonna say dumb shit, like this is what happens when you let people into the country. That is just more of exactly what they're talking about. Imagine having real problems and then being told by your government that your problems don't matter because they're colorblind. They don't see color. You're just imagining your problem. This is where being colorblind falls apart. You don't get to just ignore color and history and the history of color. When you do that, you ignore all of the context that explains why things are how they are. And it seems like a really easy and really cheap way to sidestep responsibility. So don't do that. Zuck would like a word or multiple words from you and also all of your personal information. I talked about this on my Wednesday episode, but Threads has officially launched. It's Instagram's competitor to Twitter. It's a direct competitor, they're positioning it as such, and you can just log in with Instagram and import all your follows. Because of that, Threads already has like some ridiculous number, like 50 million users, which is like wild, but also, I mean, it's just you, it's just Instagram users. So I mean, they're kind of just cribbing off of an existing user base, which is like, the it's the killer feature. Anyway, notably, Threads is supposed to eventually be able to interface with mass Mastodon, uh, I would recommend just using Mastodon. <laughs> Follow me on Mastodon. But yeah, I mean, it's Twitter, but without some features, which is wild, because Twitter's features are falling apart. It doesn't really have like search or hashtags or like a timeline. You just kind of follow people and you get the posts that, that they give you. But I mean, it works and you can log into it and you can read as many posts as you want without, without it stopping you. Anyway, the privacy on this app is so bad that they haven't even launched in the EU because they can't adhere to EU's very basic privacy regulations. And the app itself collects all of the possible information about you. Last thing on this, Elon is taking it real well. He's taking it real well. He's taking it real well. Trust me on that one. He's totally not suing them. Speaking of social media, I have a thing to talk about. But hey, you, 
listener and or watcher. If you are listening and or watching to this, this is exclusive to you. I have decided that I'm not gonna put every single uh, story in, in every single version of, of this show because it's getting impossible. I guess I should have said tangent, tangent alert. Tangent alert. I typically cover four main stories, then something from history, and then the lightning round. Um, that's really great and really good, and I like doing that. But it's very hard to cut all that down into a mobile version of this show to post to like TikTok and Instagram. Uh, so I'm just gonna start not including one story in those. The story that is probably the least significant, um, and also this will let me take my time a bit more on this version of the show. And so, I mean, if you're hearing this, you're already here. So, I mean, this doesn't, this doesn't really apply to you, but make sure that you're following and or subscribed so that you get all the goodness. Thank you. Okay, speaking of social media, we're, we're back. A judge has ruled that the Biden administration has overstepped their bounds in interfacing with social media companies to get posts removed. They're saying it was a violation of the First Amendment. Let me give you some more details. Uh, this judge was a Trump appointee, and specifically, they're upset about the Biden administration contacting social media networks saying, hey, uh, there are really massive posts on your network that are spreading just lies about COVID and the COVID vaccine. The social media networks then took those posts down and the White House maintains that they just pointed out the stuff and it was the decision of the networks to remove the posts. And the judge was like, this is bad. I don't like that. The judge did carve out examples of when it's okay to ask social media companies to take posts down and they include things like voter fraud and campaign finance fraud stuff. But as far as conservative talking points go, uh, apparently, Lying about a deadly disease is a conservative talking point. Now, I just talked about how the French government is trying to prevent people from getting the story out about what's really happening on the ground there. I'm not a big fan of government silencing speech. Simultaneously, I'm not a big fan of just completely lying to people about statistics of how many people died from a virus. All of that said, it's deeply complicated because I also also don't think these platforms should exist in this capacity in the first place. There should not be private huge companies that are like the main publishing platform for these massive voices. Not every chud on the planet was supposed to have a megaphone. I understand the irony here. I'm not saying these voices shouldn't exist and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to have their voices heard and blah, 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 blah. But also, why are we having private companies that get to control narrative, whether or not they're being contacted by a government? Why do we have to adhere to their terms of service? And why is the internet so centralized around them? I mean, we know the answers, these are rhetorical questions. Largely what I'm getting at here is don't use threads. On this day in 1928, the Chillicothe Baking Company released sliced bread. Yes, quite literally today is the day where the phrase the best thing since sliced bread was born. Notably, when sliced bread came out, they compared it to wrapped bread, saying that this is the best thing since they started putting bread in wrappers. My question to you is, what is the next bread innovation that will change the world? The next Brinovation? Lightning round. TikTok has launched a music streaming service in Brazil and Indonesia called TikTok Music. A teen in Texas who was lost for eight years was found, but also found to not actually be missing, but was living with his mother and was possibly being abused or kidnapped. The details are very fuzzy. A 16 year old in Wisconsin has died at a sawmill after rollbacks to child labor laws. You may have also seen that the governor of Wisconsin used the power of the veto to extend a law for like 400 years. 
That's a fun gag. It's just gonna get overturned by a legislature. Amazon is asking their movie and TV show production studio to like explain why they're spending so much goddamn money. <laughs> Pokemon sleep is a thing. It's like Pokemon Go, but you play it by sleeping. Twitter is again being sued by ex-employees because Twitter didn't pay arbitration fees after forcing a previous lawsuit from Twitter ex-employees against Twitter to go to arbitration. Some dude vandalized the Colosseum in Rome and then he was like, oh, I didn't know it was that old. The co-creator of Sonic the Hedgehog has been found guilty of insider trading and is gonna spend two and a half years in prison and is getting a $1.2 million fine. And finally for today, there is a corpse flower blooming in San Francisco and also I think San Diego. Uh, if you're not familiar, corpse flowers are flowers that bloom very rarely and they smell real bad. So go get a big old whiff for me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Stuff Keeps Happening. Head to stuffkeepshappening.online for sources, bonus content, and most definitely not the smell of a corpse flower. My name is Endeavorance. I am live on my Twitch this afternoon, twitch.tv slash I'm underscore Endeavorance. I hope to see you there. I'll be back on Monday. Take care and be well.